Oh my God, I'm reading something. I'm reading a juicy article right now. Which one? It's uh, Hollywood Reporter behind the fall of Henry Cavill Superman. Uh, Cavill found himself in a confluence of different headwinds at the studio. Dwayne Johnson pushed for his return via the much hyped cameo on Black Adam and a potential linchpin for Johnson's own DC Universe franchise. But Black Adam has grossed 389 <laughs> worldwide. Its soft performance calling into question Johnson's much touted plans for a sequel and eventual Adam versus Superman movie, even before Gunn's decision. The studio had its own plans of a new film co-chiefs Michael DeLuca and Pam Abbey wanted to make of the Man of Steel sequel, hiring Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight to write the treatment. Ooh. Classic character Brainiac was said to have been the villain of that piece, a source says. In the end, he was a pawn in Dwayne's failed attempts to control a piece of DC, one insider observer said. <laughs> Cavill, Cavill, sources say, did not have a deal in place to return to Superman, only verbal agreement that the studio... Uh, would develop future projects. He was paid 250k for each cameo. The actor in recent years had a resurgence thanks to starring in Netflix popular fantasy series The Witcher, which saw him earning one million per episode. Cavill left the show in the fall, although it's unclear if the promise of more Superman appearances were behind his exit, which I don't think it was because he was uh, apparently unhappy with the show. Uh, now he's doing Warhammer 40,000 for Amazon. I don't know if you saw that. Warhammer's like a World of Warcraft kind of thing. It's Was in like that. It's movie? in that vein. It's gonna be. I think they're doing like a movie and then a TV series. It's like supposed to be this massive franchise now. Uh, yeah. So Cavill's setting himself up pretty for that one. Gunn and Stafford are well aware of the sensitivities behind axing the popular Justice League cast by Zack Snyder, as well as the sensitivities of parting ways with high-profile and popular talent. For going to call to agents or producers, the executives met with Cavill to discuss their plans and seemed to indicate a potential new role for him down the road. Pair have also made overtures to Ben Affleck, a.k.a. Batman, asking him to direct a DC film for them, while Jason Momoa, who may be done as Aquaman, has met with the duo as well, possibly about playing a new role. Probably Lobo. So, yeah. And that's that. All right, should we start this? Should we start this officially now? Yeah. All right. What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the FN Nerds Podcast. My name is Nick DiDigio, and across from me is... Jesus, boy, you're coming in hot. Coming in hot, baby. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kids had all that uh, all that built up for a while. I guess I wanted to let it out. Well, I know you were napping before this, so you're a little... Oh, my God, different. yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a little sick. <laughs> guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! I, I think like 70% of my body weight right now is like Dayquil, so... Is it really? you feeling yeah. it? Yeah, I'm feeling Ugh. it. It was, nice, it was a nice little nap, though. Yeah, yeah. Recharge the batteries. But how, how you doing, bro? Other I'm doing than, good, man. Other than your sickness, you doing good? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to see you. I don't think I see you that much. I know, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not too often. Good, nice seeing you again and no, man. You know, rejoining for doing a little little emergency episode. Yeah, had, had to had to jump on. It's not like anything's happened in the last, like, you know, three months since we've been away. No, well, right? no, I think we've only been away, like, a week. We missed, last, we missed last week. That's true. We missed last week. We, yeah. we we do pretty good at coming out with weekly episodes. Yeah. I mean, this has been a really good year for us. Uh-huh. So I think way. we missed yeah. the last week. And I think that's it. I yeah. think, that, I think okay. that's the first time all we've right, missed so, all so year. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, so should we just jump right in? Yeah, go ahead. Jump right into it. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk about Barbie. New trailer was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> I thought the 2001 Space Odyssey thing was a nice little pun. Um, I love how, I mean, we're kind of, you threw a curveball at me, but <laughs> many people, I don't know if you know this, but like if you, a lot of people consider the, the bone yeah, that edit from the bone to spaceship is like, one, is one of the best, like the best time. sets of all time. It's that and Lawrence of Arabia when he blows the match. Yeah. yeah. That's that. Those two cuts are said to be the best cuts in film history. Yeah. And then seeing them kind of, uh, I guess parody that a little bit was yeah. funny. And Margot just looks so good as Barbie. She does. Yeah. So I'm excited. And Ryan Gosling is my favorite. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, that movie, I think that movie's going to be huge because I think that movie's going to be gonna have like a big social media campaign similar to when Minions came out. And everyone got dressed up in suits. And everyone suits. got dressed up as suits yeah. so just for like the videos and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it's gonna have something similar to that where maybe, you know, me and the boys going to watch Barbie and it's a bunch of guys in suits or something along those lines. I think there's for sure going to be some sort of trend or campaign or something where that make that brings people out. Yeah. And just for the sake of fucking social media. I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what. Warner Brothers needs that movie to hit and hit big because oh, DC, bro. Mm-hmm. DC uh, has been in a whirlwind since, probably since fucking Black Adam came out. There's been so much shit going on. Uh, you know, you mean the, it was fine before Black Adam came out? No, it was totally fine before. There was no problems. No problems at DC before Black Adam. I think maybe one or two. 
in the last just just a couple right since man of steel in the oh, last like nine yeah. years maybe one or two but not that many yeah no no it, it hasn't been too bad but uh oh that was uh sorry that was my mail my little email give me a little ding nothing for me nope nope all right cool i also got a notification nick close all his rings bro look at you i know man way to go nikki doing so doing, active doing good with this little this little watch here mm-hmm. uh but yeah so god i don't even know where the fuck to begin but obviously so Black Adam comes out, is not the big hit that DC is looking for. Uh, James Gunn, Peter Safran get hired as the DC heads, rebranding to DC Studios after the DCEU. And as the months went on, we started to see certain things unfold. More things came to light. And where we're at right now is basically that the DCEU is dead completely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some would say finally. Others are mourning it. And now we're moving forward with a young Superman film. Uh, written by James Gunn, probably going to end up being directed by him. Uh, Cavill is out officially, uh, and that's just the tip of the iceberg, really, in terms of like what we can go into. He's out just weeks after announcing his return. After his return, which, which is very is, much which is tough. Which I think is like the uh, that if you can <laughs> if you can ask me how, like that is the most DC thing. <laughs> like that was like the perfect DC, like way to end the, the DC way to year, end yeah. it. Yeah, like that is the most classic. <laughs> DC way to end yeah. it. Bring back the main character in this franchise only to kill him off a couple weeks later. A couple weeks later, yeah. yeah. And, you know, to I mean the way the way it sort of played out too was the fact that Black Adam came out on like the sixteenth, and then two weeks later was when they announced Gun and Saffron as the heads. And as soon as they came in, it was just like whoop, we're throwing all this on on its head and we're gonna redo this from scratch. And you know, I guess I guess we could probably start off with the you know before we go into like the positives of what's about to happen. I want to talk about just the end of the DCEU, mm-hmm. where it sort of stood, and how we're sort of feeling about it. Because even though I'm, I am I am hyped. I'm hyped for what's about to happen because we were even discussing like the possibilities of where this could go. The fact that it's now going to be done right. Um, it, it does. It is a bit of a bummer because you know I always want to see Henry Cavill come back. I want to see him get another crack at it. I want another Man of Steel sequel that we never got. And he loves this character so much that he was also dying to get back into the suit and play the character the right way, like the Boy Scout, like like we all know and love. And I think we all want to see that. So it's definitely bittersweet to see this happen. Uh, I do have a theory on what he could pos- potentially play in the future of DC, um, but we'll get into that when we start talking about the possibilities of where the DC is going to go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also to um, you know, Wonder Woman three is not happening. Obviously, Gal is out. Uh, Patty's out. So obviously that that was the first kind of was Gal kind of confirmed to be out. Uh, I know Patty's out. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but Gal. But most out. likely, but most likely, because yeah. how are you going to reboot it and keep her? Yeah, because Batfleck and Cavill are gone. Yeah, you know, so most likely everything's being rebooted ever since Gun and uh, Gun of Marvel lore. Gun of Mar- yeah, James Gun of Marvel lore of came Marvel on lore. to uh, to reboot this franchise. I know, and I'm also kind of wondering how you feel about the slate next year because in a way it's sort of rendered useless. I don't know if they're going to try to recut these movies a little bit so that they sort of have like a more standalone feel to it, even mm-hmm. though the flash is kind of hard to do considering of what that movie is going to be. Um, Aquaman. I, I don't know how they have the rest of the extended universe involved in that film. And then Shazam Fury of the God. I mean, Shazam feel, could be its own thing, even though they reference other superheroes. Like, even the first Shazam doesn't feel like it was connected to anything. Well, it could have been if The Rock wasn't an asshole and I know. turned down the I cameo. Know. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get to The Rock in a second. We're mm-hmm. going to get to The Rock in a second. But, I mean, are you still excited for the movies coming out next year? Like, do you care? Or? I mean, I'm going to go see them yeah. and I'll enjoy them, but I'm more excited about the future. Yeah. I'm ready to put this this behind me. I right. really am. Like, I'm with you. I, it's a little bittersweet because I did enjoy Cavill. As Superman, I enjoyed Batfleck. I enjoyed a lot of these actors portraying these roles and portraying these characters. But even though I consider Saxon's Justice League as my favorite DCEU movie, mm-hmm. I don't think his vision for a lot of the characters, I didn't really agree with a lot of his vision. I like, looking, some... I, I like looking at Snyder's Justice League as like mm-hmm. an Elseworlds story. Right. And like, look at it. It's like its own little bubble. Yeah. And so I think it's um, better that way. I'm excited to see these characters done in a different light. We'll We'll get to that at some point. But... We'll get we'll talk about that, but I think for me the biggest thing about this is the fact that James Gunn and Saffron inherited a fucking disaster. They did. They inherited a shit show of a situation, um, and a lot of this falls on the people that came before the studio that came the the people that were in charge, the constant revolving door of execs, uh, people in charge of everything that's been going on for the past nine years, 
more so since 2016, mm-hmm. once it kind of started to really branch out. Right. Since 2015, 2016, all the decisions that, that came since then have really kind of pretty much led us here. You yeah. know, it's been a bunch of just whether it was fear, trying to compete with Marvel, whatever it was, they've a lot of bad decisions were made, which greenlit a lot of poor projects. And, are, and now they pretty much are in the red. They are pretty much... They're, they're really in the red. They're really yeah. in the red. You got to really think about that. Because I understand why people are complaining. I understand why everyone wants like resource Snyderverse, keep these characters, et cetera, et cetera. But if you really want to branch out your, you know, your characters, your universe for the next 10 to 15 years... Could you do with Cavill and company? Sure. Mm-hmm. I think you could. You know, by the time 10 years from now, if you want to kind of focus on Kingdom Come, a sort of story arc with a lot of older characters, you can probably do that. That was what I was going to get to with when they could possibly bring Cavill back. Right. You can possibly play an do older that. Superman if you want to go Kingdom Come route. Yeah. Right. But if, but at the same time, you're, it's such a, it's such a headache. Right? That's, that's what I don't think people understand. People really have to look at this from a sort of business standpoint, which I think is why this decision was made. Because you, for starters, you canceled Batgirl, mm-hmm. okay? And again, the reason you canceled Batgirl was because that movie, actually, before I say anything, yeah. I want to say that ever since Zasloff came into came into the fold, yeah. people, that, since then, it showed to me that someone's actually fucking thinking over there. And you know what's funny about that mm-hmm. is I agree with you, and we're in the minority because people do not like Zaslav no. because of some of the decisions that he made. If you, if we're in the minority, people don't understand that, then that's that's on them. Yeah, whatever. You're 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 allowed to think that, but I think ever since Zaslav came in, people to me it's shown like all right, someone's actually behind the scenes, someone's actually thinking, mm-hmm. and it's making sense because the background movie did not make sense at all. Right, and it's again that's sort of a result as to what happens in the Flash. There's a whole bunch of things going on, but whatever. Yeah. You cancel background movie because it doesn't really make sense to your universe. Cool. Now you're not you you're down ninety million dollars, right. right? You have all these off screen things going on with Amber Heard and Ezra Miller. You essentially have to reshape the entire movie. You're down a whole bunch of more money for that. Yep. On top of that, you have Black Adam coming out, which is pretty much being led by one of the biggest stars in the world, mm-hmm. one of the biggest salesmen in the world, and you're hoping that that movie's gonna, you know, be somewhat profitable. Turns out it's not. Right. And you're going to lose a couple million dollars because of that. Right. All these things are going on. Everything that's been going on for the last year or so has just put DC in a bigger hole financially. Yeah. And now the big question is, because I think Black Ass Box Office performance speaks a lot. I think that was a huge decision making. That, that was a huge like sort of um, driving force in deciding what they want to do. I, I think if Black Adam made eight hundred million dollars worldwide, if it was a Venom, yes. I think we I think we'd be we'd be talking different things right yes, now. Yes, I yeah. totally agree because you have, like I said, one of the most notable actors, stars in the world, one of the biggest salesmen, has a huge following. He can literally put it all over his platforms right. and and reach a big audience. And not only that, but it was, that was Cavill's first on-screen appearance since 2017. Right. And people knew that. Right. But they still didn't go, out, still to didn't go out to see it. Yeah. So I think the big issue here is the fact that there's a stigma around DC films. Mm-hmm. I think that's plain and simple. And kind of, you know, not to, uh, not to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, go against what James Gunn wants to do. But again... Suicide Squad, from a financial standpoint, in theaters, fucking flopped. The Suicide Squad. Yeah, the yeah, Suicide yeah. Squad. James Gunn's version, which is that, a shame because which is a shame. amazing. Right, but the numbers for that are just, it blows my mind that it didn't even break $200 million. Right. Like, that's fucking insane. Sure, it had the HBO day and day release. Right, and, also was, and COVID was still kind of a thing at the time, but still, like, right. the fact it made no money. Right, so I think that kind of all plays into it. I think the big issue here, the big problem is the fact that there's a stigma around DC films. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people still consider, or at least a general audience, um, which is literally 70% of your box office. Right. The general audience still thinks that DC films, for whatever reason, are bad because of the sort of poor films that came out early on. Right. We have friends, we have mutual friends who who say those things. Who right. say like, oh, the Suicide Squad is getting good reviews. Is this the first good DC movie? <laughs> Same thing with... Um, with uh, with Black Adam, when Black Adam came out and it got really bad reviews, everyone's saying, "Oh, look at that! It sucks." Yeah, another DC movie. Another DC yeah. movie that sucks. And I think that sort of stigma. I think that's a huge, huge problem. And the fact that The Rock's movie, which has Superman in it, right, and all these fun characters, and the fucking Rock, right, that movie couldn't sell. That just speaks volumes. So I think it makes sense for them to now 
start fresh because you have two options here. Spend either more money to try to fix everything to shape up, um, to branch out and shape up a big, a much bigger universe with these characters or just start fresh. Right. That's that's wipe the slate clean. Just wipe the slate clean and start fresh because you have to think about it from their standpoint. If these next two movies with Aquaman and Flash, if they fail, you're down even more money. Exactly. And it's like, do we want to wait till next year to see how they perform, or do we just want to start now? Right. Just start now and not wait. I'd rather fucking start now. Yeah. Get the ball rolling and get a new Superman film in the next two or three years. Right. I'd rather do that because the big issue, no matter what you do. No matter what they decide to do, it's either transitioning over to a new universe or transitioning over to the existing universe, but get the people out of this fucking stigma that DC movies suck. That's right now their biggest uphill Absolutely. battle. Because that's because they have to sell tickets, and if people keep thinking that these movies aren't good, whether it's a new cast or whatever or not, the DC brand right now is tarnished. Yeah. And a lot of it is because of the people who were in charge before James Gunn. And you know all the decision making that they did. Right, right. What? Look at all the projects they've announced, and look at all the, everything that's happened. In the last oh my like god! Year yeah, and a half. A, you know, like the SpongeBob GIF where he just rolls out the fucking paper. And Dude, it's like a laundry list of how many projects have been all announced the canceled, since twenty sixteen. The canceled like um, Black Superman films. The three of them that they fucking three had. How many? How many? Uh, how many Harley Quinn spinoffs were we supposed to get after after, after Suicide Squad? Which we never a million. Which yeah. we never got. Like the the canceling of the Bagger film, the firing of directors, the just. Yeah. There's just been so many issues with that. And now, now finally, whatever you, whether you like it or not, we have someone like James Gunn who knows these characters at the back of his fucking hand. James Gunn can literally go into his desk, into his pile of comics. He can whip out maybe 10 stories, put it on the table and say, this is what I want to build towards. Let's follow this sort of outline mm -hmm. and let's build towards this. Because guess what? All you fucking idiots who were in charge before James Gunn. You have literally decades worth of stories that you could have pulled from. Instead, you were making other political decisions yep. and bringing diverse characters that don't make any sense. Blue Beetle, in my opinion, is going to bomb. I think it's going to bomb. I think too. that movie's going to fucking bomb. If you go up to any single person in Comic-Con, and I wholeheartedly stand by this, mm -hmm. and I'm willing to test the next Comic-Con we yeah. go to, <laughs> you, like, you ask 10 people, like 7 out of 10 people, I guarantee you, will, cannot tell you his actual name cannot right. say Blue Beetle's Jamie Reyes. They probably cannot name you one of his main antagonists. They can't like because there's just no real notoriety there. Right. But the reason is is that people who were in charge were making political decisions, and they're like, let's have more di more diverse characters. So let's yes. launch let's launch Blue Beetle. And on top of that, Blue Beetle hasn't had a solo run since like 2018. Right. Like this movie is literally set up to fucking fail, mm -hmm. and that's what happens when you have people in charge making these dumb decisions for whatever reason. So now you have someone like James Gunn who not only knows the characters who has who has very who is very familiar with these DC stories and knows how to handle big budget productions. Not only that, he sat at the fucking table with Kevin Feige. Exactly. He was Siri, shut the fuck God up. damn it, Siri. Uh, he was in those meetings. He's seen what the fucking drawing board looks like with all the fucking post-it notes and exactly. concept art and everything like that. He knows the process of what it takes to make a connected universe, which was which is when what his plan was when he first came in. He wants everything to connect. He wants movies, mm -hmm. TV shows, video Just games. Like it's over at Marvel right Yep, anime movies. He wants everything to connect. So right then and there, that's that's where that's where we're going with this. He exactly. He saw how it was done. He's like, I can do this too. Mm -hmm. I and guess what? Like we said yesterday, if he's ever struggling, he can call his buddy Kevin and yeah. ask him for a question or ask him biker boys. Biker boys. He can ask him for a question, ask him for some some advice, and you better fucking bet. That Kevin Feige is going to help. He'll absolutely help. He's not going to say no. no. Like, he'd be like, because, oh, sure. Well, that's the great thing about Feige because Feige knows, he understands the business and he knows that if DC thrives, that's only good for Marvel too. Yes. Yeah. It's only good for the superhero business. It's not business. competition. It's, it's only not good a for the superhero business. Exactly. Exactly. Um, other directors might not see it that way because superhero films are, you know, the, <laughs> the devil. The devil. <laughs> but it is what it is. So now, like I, like I said, you now have someone in charge who knows the characters, who knows the source materials, and knows how to make big budget productions, mm -hmm. big fucking movies Mon with yeah. money and money. effects. And he knows <laughs> he knows what it takes. Yes. And not just that, but he has um, also a background in working in smaller films and working in independent films. So mm -hmm. he knows what it takes to tell a good story. Yep. He knows all those aspects. And he has someone like Peter Safran, who has been on the DC sort of um, 
atmosphere for a for long time. A, he's been around for a now. long time, and has worked with James Gunn for a while, for yes. James uh, with James Wan. I'm sorry, James Wan. Yeah, he's worked with James Wan for a while, so he knows the different genres. He knows what it takes to make fucking movies. Yes. So you have a really good team in place. Mm-hmm. To me, this makes all the sense. Start now. It's tough to see some of these actors go. It really is because I do love Henry Cavill, and I know everyone's complaining that. He is the Superman. Guess what? He was not a household name before Man of Steel. No. Everyone was complaining when Baffleck came on board. People are going to bitch. They're going to complain. It is what it is. But very much so how we're all like praising and loving and going to miss Cavill. Whoever they bring on next, that's gonna, it's going to be the same thing. Exactly. I don't see how it's not going to be because that's, that's just how it always happens. People were complaining about Pattinson when he got cast as Batman. Absolutely. Now everyone loves him. Now everyone fucking yeah. loves him. That's just how it is. You're going to complain. It's fine. Do your thing. But remember that Cavill was not a household name, and whoever they decide to bring in next, I'm sure it's whether it's a uh, was a whether it's a household name or not. Once we see their vision mm-hmm. and what they want to do and how the actor fits in their vision, then we can you know make up our minds on how we feel about it. But right. long story short, I'm excited. I think it's time. Mm-hmm. There was way too many issues. Um, and like I said, I think the black Adam performance was really like the nail in the coffin. I think so too. And mm-hmm. you know, Martin, we are in, in the Christmas season. We're coming up on Festivus, which is everyone knows the airing of grievances. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. And I need to get a little something off my chest with just the entire DCEU that started in 2016 and has gone until now. There's a couple people to really blame here. The first person is Kevin Suchihara. Kevin yeah. Suchihara was the CEO of Warner Brothers that came in in 2013, oversaw Man of Steel, and then let Zack Snyder do his thing for BVS and then Justice League. Kevin Suchihara is an idiot. He's an idiot. Thank God he's not CEO at Warner Brothers anymore. Well, he folded hard. He folded hard. First after, of all, he was he was the BBS. guy. Yeah, he was the guy that was in the room when BVS screened and gave a standing ovation to it. Mm-hmm. Then it came out to bad reviews. First of all, he cut a half hour out of it. Then came out to bad reviews. And then he balked and it led him to cutting up the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Well, Suicide Squad, not the Suicide Squad. And they had back-to-back shit fest. And then had back-to-back shit fest. And then this is also the guy that would not delay Justice League after Zack Snyder went through all of his stuff with his daughter, mm-hmm. forced it out on 2017 with For Joss money. Whedon at the helm. Why? Because he wanted to get his fucking bonus. Mm-hmm. So fuck that guy. He's out. And he put it on. He put a two-hour mandate on put it. Put a two-hour so mandate can, on it. Yeah. So it can screen more and possibly make more money. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it is not the the worst business move, but all the bad intentions. All the bad intentions, mm-hmm. and also too, just a guy that has no idea how to how to run how to run the, uh, those movies. Like it, it became very apparent to me because Warner Brothers used to be such a really awesome studio before 2013. I forget the CEO's name, but I think it wasn't it Horn. Uh, I don't know if it was Alan Horn. Pretty sure it was Alan. Horn. It might have been Alan Horn, mm-hmm. but this this was the guy that oversaw the Harry Potter franchise, Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like there was a lot of really good decisions made. You know, when Ben Affleck was on his run with the town in Argo, like that was all under. Wait, this Alan guy. Horn is Disney. Yeah, I say Alan Horn is Disney. It's the guy with glasses and like curly hair. Yeah, I, I can I, see his I, face, I've, but I've, I can't I completely put forget to his name. Mm-hmm. But and then when Kevin Suchihara came in, that's when things kind of went you know belly up. But. Once Kevin Suchihara got the boot and he was out, uh, that's when, I mean, it wasn't the CEO, but Walter Hamada was brought in to run DC. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to put all this shit on Walter Hamada, but his view of how things should have been was the worst fucking thing you could have done because his philosophy was let the characters have their own little universes and it'll be slightly connected, loosely connected. Well, there was also so many conflicting reports. There was always like, we're going to focus on characters, not the universe. And it was like, we're going to focus on the universe. Everything kept changing. Yeah, it was, every, it was, it was like it was a revolving door. constant flux. And the problem with Walter Hamada's run at DC was when we started to have a lot of political decisions made about what characters we're going to get. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like we're going to get to The Rock in a second, but he said something that was initially, like for, for me, the biggest problem with DC was that they decided to silence si- sideline Superman for all these other characters that really did not make sense. Not and just that, but sideline major characters. Major like characters. Batman, like Batman. Superman. Exactly. For secondary characters. For, for secondary characters. Like mm-hmm. Bat, like Batgirl. Like we were basically building towards a Justice League that was going to be led by Supergirl, Batgirl, Shazam. Like all these like kind of sideline B characters. But no core members. But no core members at, at the forefront. Also too, uh, I'll let you talk about Jeff Johns. because I'm ready. I know. I want you to talk about Jeff Johns. Uh, and... Also, on top of that, too, Jim Lee. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Jim Lee. Jim Lee's amazing. He's a fucking genius when it comes to comics. 
but this guy as well with the whole crisis thing mm-hmm. that we were going to build towards crisis. Well, he became like the CEO, like kind of like the exact the, the the chief creative officer. Which again, yeah. you can know the characters, but you but you don't know the business. Yes, that's the problem. Uh, going back to Foggy, Foggy worked on like Daredevil, X Men, Electra. He worked on a lot of bad Marvel films yeah. before all he those started... early two thousand Fox movies. Right, yeah. exactly, and he gained experience from mm-hmm. that. He knew the, how he knew the business side of making movies. Right. Okay, not just the characters. The problem with fucking Jeff Johnson, John Berg, which are the people to blame, which oh, was around, I, oh yeah, that's why it was right around the same time of like 2016. Well, so Jeff Johnson, John Berg it was came, right around 2016. They, when yeah, they, they were they, they came, were going to be the new people, kind yeah, of I think, spearheading. Yeah, Kevin Suchihara kind of put them in charge, and then they sort of carried over into Walter Hamada's run mm-hmm. until all the Ray Fisher shit came out. Right, once the Ray Fisher shit came out, they then were like, "Here you go, Jeff Johns. Like boot. Jeff Johns, you know the characters, John Berg. You and people just were fucking bending over for Johns, and I just didn't understand why." I don't have anything against Jeff Johns because I thought he was a great comic book writer, but I understood it. I'm like, look, this dude, there's, and I've showed you, like, there's yeah. a video out there. He loves the Martha moment in I know. BVS, I know which does. is fucking stupid. Yeah. He worked on Green Lantern, like, which, like, this, this guy, like, if you look at his, his film resume, he's not done one good thing. The film resume is not good. He's not done one good thing. Television is good. Right. Solid. Comics are great, but we've said this a gazillion times over and over and over again. That's why I was never too thrilled when Tom King was going to do a New Gods. Right. Just because you're a good comic book writer or a good whatever it may be does not mean you're going to be a good teleplay writer or a good screenwriter. Right. That's just not how it works. Mediums like these mediums are fucking beasts. And that goes for anything. How many television actors do you know have made it to the big screen? Like – Besides George Clooney, right, right. There's well, like yeah, uh, there's well, a handful. I mean, if, if, if you're talking about our era, yeah, yeah, yeah no, for sure. I mean, nowadays it's a little different because now you have A-listers on TV, right? Because yeah. now that's kind of the yeah, new yeah, spot exactly. to, to go. But it it just that's just how it is. If you can make it in like the film world, right, then you can probably make it like in television. Absolutely, you know, because that's I don't want to say it's a step down, but it's it's a different it, it's it, a different it, feel. It used to be back in the day, like mm-hmm. I said, when we were growing up, television used to be the step down. Right now, the roles have kind of flipped a little. Right, bit. because now people want to tell like better, more intricate, yeah, yeah, long yep, storytelling, yep. and that's all good. I'm all down for that. But you know, just your experience doesn't technically translate well over different mediums. That's just that's just how I've seen it. There's a bunch of proof to to back that up. Mm-hmm. So I was never on board with this idea of Jeff Johns kind of being spearheading this thing, and he was. And and the fact that people were saying like, well, he knows the characters. John Berg knows the, the movie making business. I'm like, I still I don't buy it. Like yeah. to me, this doesn't make sense. It came to fruition because the dude was just ma- the dude, like he went Jeff Johns. Om- like he might have killed his career. He might have. Like the dude is laying so low. Well, the the best the best was when uh, we watched the premiere of Superman and Lois, mm-hmm. and they had that little making of afterwards. Yes, and they had like a little quick. Like two second snippet of Jeff Johnson, they got him out of. They had like the, vo- the voice overlay, but they weren't really showing him. He's still doing his thing in the comic book right. world. He wrote the killing, the uh, the uh, the killing jokes, which were great. So he's still doing his thing. But when it comes to like television and film, I'm pretty sure Star Girl was fun. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't leave, I didn't see everything, but from what I saw, it was fun. I'm pretty sure that's getting the boot, probably. But it's just like th- to me, it just never made sense for this guy to be on board. He got a little power hungry. He yeah. made some bad decisions. He fucked up. It is what it is. Right. But now he's gone. It's and that's what I'm saying. It's it's different now because Gunn knows these characters probably just as good or if not better than John's. Right. But he knows what it takes to make a fucking movie. Exactly. How, and he and he understands like it, it's kind of like when you look at Marvel. Feige knew that Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't going to work off the bat. Right. He had to build the core members with Captain America, Iron Man, whatever. I'm sure he could have had. I'm sure he would have had Spider Man in the forefront, but obviously he if, he had, if he had the rights, if to he had the, the rights time, exactly. Yeah. But he put these core members in the front. He built his brand, made it somewhat recognizable, and then he could start experimenting. And it was all done so well. Yeah, Gunn can now do that too. And I'm happy. Like, let's move forward with these core members: Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, whatever you want, um, and build from there. But what I love about Gunn is that he said Superman is our biggest priority. Yes. Not the Justice League. No. Not the nope. expanded universe. It's one character. Let's start with one character, make it great, and then branch off from there. Well, and, and that, to me, just makes all the fucking sense. Yeah, and I think we, we were saying this for the longest time, too, is that even before all this stuff happened, we, this was like back in the summer, we said that if, if you're going to bring Henry Cavill back... It has to be built around him. It has, it to, has be to be around. It's like Superman is your foundation for DC. Like I like look, don't be wrong. We're two of the biggest Batman fans that we know. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But we under also understand that Superman is the foundation for DC. And he should be the foundation for the film universe. And I think that that's what they're going to do. Also, right now, like 
we spoke about this. Clark Kent's dead. <laughs> yeah. In, <laughs> in, the, in, in the Snyderverse, in the Snyderverse Clark, Clark Kent is technically dead. dead. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to... They didn't really touch on uh-huh. that at the end of Saxon's Justice League, but Clark Kent's technically dead. So you have to like explain that. You have to bring him back. And you already killed him. Right. Like, you can't do the death of Superman. Exactly. Like, it was, like I don't want to get too much into it, but to me, it just makes... If you want to stay with the with these characters or keep the sort of like regime that is going on or like kind of continue what they were toward of what they were sort of building towards, mm-hmm. to me it just didn't make sense. Like you can complain all you fucking want that a Batman Beyond movie we could have gotten a Batman Beyond movie. Like I do Keaton, not like, care. Yeah. I do not want Terry McGinnis. I do not want Batgirl. I want fucking Bruce Wayne. Right. I want Batman. I want a Justice League movie with him in the forefront. I want him building OMAC. Right. And putting it in the fucking sky. Mm-hmm. And then like go, shit going crazy. Like that's what I want. I'm not saying we're going to get that, but I don't want these secondary characters. Like why am I, wa- am I going to waste the next 10 or 15 years with these secondary characters if I can have Batman that, now? And that to me was always, th- that to me was the biggest problem of Walter Hamada's run was that he kept greenlighting these random-ass movies that made no fucking sense to what was happening. It's like, why are we not getting a Green Lantern movie? Why are we not getting, you know, like, it's it's just, it's it's baffling. Well, Jeff Johns was supposed to spearhead the Green Lantern. He was, and then and then that and then, show kept getting kicked around, kicked around. But then, but then when Green Lantern Corps finally came to light, it wasn't even about Hal Jordan or Jon Stewart. It was about all the other Green Lanterns. Exactly. But like, you know what I mean? Which is fine, but at the same point, it's like, we don't have a fucking Hal Jordan in this universe. We don't have a, a Jon Stewart in this universe. Like, what is happening? What are we doing, guys? Well, like Jessica Cruz is Hispanic, and she's gay right so it's like hey let's, like, let's, hey. let's get her in there because that's that's what sells now mm-hmm. that's what sells now and that was that was to me the biggest issue of hamada's run is that there was all these political decisions made because at the time it was like we're they're comparing themselves to marvel and like what does marvel have or what or what doesn't marvel what have that have? we do have so mm-hmm. that's why it was like you had a lot of female-led characters you had a lot of um you know minority characters that were coming into the play and it's like look that's that's all well and good it's like we do want that mm-hmm. but at the same point it's like you're you're trying to do this connected universe where you have zero foundation with your core members and you're bringing in all these extra characters that make no sense and it's like how well how the fuck are they going to fit in and how are we going to care about that? right how are we exactly yeah like you know like, sure, you can complain, well, there's a black Captain America now. Yeah, well, look how it was done. We had fucking 10 years of a 10 white Captain of, America. 10 years of a white Captain yeah, America like, and a proper transition into right. black Captain America. And it sold me on it. Right. I wasn't the biggest Anthony Mackie fan as Captain America, but the show and the whole, everything that came before and how it built to it mm-hmm. sold me on it. Like, do you want to have, you know, Latino characters with Batgirl and, and Blue Beetle, like, just off the bat? Dude, me and that fucking Black Panther were kind of forever screening, yeah. seeing... All that entire Mexican culture. I told you like, yeah. afterwards. I was like fucking crying. Half I know, time, man. So I'm just like, I'm like, oh, like yeah. I'm not Mexican, but these are my people, right? <laughs> you know. And this is seeing like little Namor taking out the white fucking uh the white colonizers. I was like, yes. <laughs> so I'm about to like, yes, let's go, man. He's like, he's doing it for all of us. Yeah, yeah, he's doing it for all of us, you know. But it's like you can't. You can have your diverse characters fine, but the problem is, you know. If it's done, if if you're put, if you're bringing these characters out from a, from like a genuine storytelling mm-hmm. standpoint, it's gonna work. If it's if it's not, if it's for some some other reason to like check a box right. or cash a check or you know, make some sort of statement, then it's gonna it's not gonna work. Right? It's just not gonna and, work. And also, too, not for nothing, dude. The general audience is is not stupid. I, I know mm-hmm. movie studios think the general audience is stupid. People are more so nowadays, especially uh, really keen on what's bullshit and what isn't. I've seen a lot of, of things on whether it's Twitter, TikTok, like all over social media. People know when they're being pandered to. You yeah, know what like I mean? Like forced kiss at the end of Star Wars. Exactly. Like people, <laughs> people do know. You know whether you know, and people of, of all different types of races too. They mm-hmm. they understand when they're being pandered to, mm-hmm. and they don't like it. They don't want they don't want that shit. So they they know when it's forced. And so when you're, you know, whether it's uh, you know, you're greenlighting these movies of these random ass characters, or it's like you're changing the 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 gender or the or the skin color of certain characters. Like people recognize that. And it's like, you know, sometimes may, might be good, but other times I feel like it's like they understand that this isn't how it should be done and you're, and you're pandering to, to me and I don't like it. Right. And you know? not just that, but they were also in a way contradicting themselves because they're like, we want to have more diverse characters, but at the same time, we're going to fire Ava DuVernay. We're going to cancel the, we're going to cancel Cyborg Project. Right. We're, we're yeah, going to do- get Ray, Ray Fisher. Yeah. Get, so it's yeah. like, what are you doing? All right. Like, you know, right. What is happening here? Mm-hmm. Uh, so jumping back to uh, another person I want to ding as we're sort of running through the people that caused the downfall of the DCU, unfortunately, is The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, now, but I will give him credit for trying to get Cal back, but I have another asterisk to I, that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's an there's asterisk an to everything. Asterisk, there's there's an, an asterisk. Honestly, there's any, any positive that The Rock did, there's an asterisk to it. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like for me personally, I'm a huge rock fan. I've been so since I was a little kid, since I watched him wrestling, was really excited to see him get into movies. I thought he was going to be like the next Arnold. But the problem with he the rock is he became way too big. His ego became way too big. And he's a guy now that refuses to collaborate with anybody. It's it's his way or the fucking highway. And I cannot stand his bullshit. I just I can't stand his bullshit anymore. So And that's why he keeps working with the same people. And that's why he keeps working with the same people. So when you have a Black Adam movie, now let's now let's let's be frank here, Martin. Black Adam sucked. It was not a good it movie. was fucking garbage. Okay. It was a trash <laughs> movie. And it was a classic rock type of production. If you've ever seen a rock movie, you know you're not getting anything different with Black Adam. Now, me, I was stupid. I thought that, you know, he would collaborate a little more because it is DC. He's got to fit into this overall universe. But that wasn't the case. It was classic rock thinking that he could run the fucking show like he does. And it ended up being an absolute disaster. The hierarchy, bro. Well, the hierarchy, the hierarchy did change. The hierarchy definitely changed. He he def- just not part he, of it he anymore. Got, he got that right. You know, when you bring in someone like, um, oh, what's the guy? J- Jamie Kletzera. Mm-hmm. And you have the writer from Rampage. Like, look, I'm not dogging Jamie Kletzera because the guy has has made like some, some pretty solid movies, movies that I like. But again, he's a journeyman director. The, the people that The Rock works with are journeyman directors where they're hired by the studio to come in, sit in a chair and make sure the movie gets from the beginning, middle to the end of production. And that's it. They're not visionaries. They're not auteurs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're guys that come in, do their job well and get out of there for their paycheck. No offense to them, but they're not really bringing anything. They're not bringing fresh. anything new, new yeah. or fresh to the table. No like, like, and, and I know that that's. But that, according to The Rock, it's the visionary director. The visionary director. visionary yeah. groundbreaking director from. Jungle Cruise. Right. And, and and I'm not trying to like, you know, dog these guys still because it's really fucking hard to direct a movie, especially nowadays. But what what I what I was getting at with them is that they're the type that aren't going to say no to the studio, not going to say no to the producers, not going to say no to The Rock. So mm-hmm. what The Rock says, they're going to do. And that's it. It's not like you've got someone like a Tarantino in there who if The Rock tried to boss around, Tarantino would fire his ass day one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's just no way it would last. So... That's kind of what I was getting at with 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 the Rock is that when it comes in, it's it's his show, and and you just and you and you see it like I don't I don't understand because I've I've heard the Rock talk before and I know what types of movies that he likes. I don't know how you're in this business and you're in the business for entertainment and you want to put on a good show for people that you watch a movie like Black Adam and you don't recognize the glaring issues that the movie has. Whether it's it's like not 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 for nothing, the movie's what like two hours long. We're an hour and 15 in and we're literally still getting exposition dialogue dumped on us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're getting like choppy scenes. We're getting like really piss poor just direction. And I don't understand how you like sit there and you watch and you're like, yeah, it's good. We're going to put that out for the people. And then you're going to sit there and wonder why it made no fucking money. Mm-hmm. Like that's like, that, that's the thing. If Black Adam was good, like let's say it was good, regardless of the DC stigma, if Black Adam was a really solid movie, it probably would have made about 700 million worldwide. Oof, I don't know about 700, but it definitely, we're in there, what's that, like 400? It's almost at 400, yeah. So. Maybe. I think it possibly could have pushed 700. It could have. I mean, yeah, because it like, had legs. Because The Rock has a big, pretty big draw overseas, mm-hmm. and he got none of that for this movie. And I don't know why. Well, that's why that's where I think this DC stigma comes into yeah. play. Mm-hmm. And also, there might be a little bit of superhero fatigue. Could be. Just a little. It's not going to die. Right. Because there's sort of, there, people have been seeing superhero fatigue forever. Right. But it's just like, oh, another superhero movie? That's DC? I'm well, good. And I just think with The Rock, too, The Rock, I think, is also immensely oversaturated. And I think mm-hmm. people are getting like, people are getting sick of him. I like, that's that's the thing. And that's the issue with The Rock, too, is that he literally goes from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. And there's really no like break. I mean, I, I, all credits to the guy. Like, he doesn't stop. Like, the dude's a fucking machine. I think that's better said than superhero fatigue. I think so. I, I, think, yeah. I think it's rock fatigue because, yeah, I like, think it's rock he, fatigue, like yeah. he literally goes from, and, and this is my other thing, too, man, is, is, you know, the idea of, of quantity over quality. You know, The Rock came in, did Black Adam, did we had to do, you know, this whole bullshit about it, you know, 15 years to the screen, we were working on it. Like, no, you fucking haven't. You literally just jumped from fucking Jungle Cruise to Black Adam, right? So don't tell me this, this whole, even working on it all this time, you haven't. So it's, it's, it's that. It's like, he literally jumps from project to project to project, and there's not enough care involved or time to really focus on one thing and say, let's make this the best we possibly can. Fuck Young Rock, fuck the XFL, fuck Terramana, fuck Zoa, fuck all this other bullshit. We're making Black Adam. So we're going to spend three or four years trying to make Black Adam the best fucking movie it can be. Not they spend 15 years trying to make 50, But you know what I'm saying though, yeah. right? It's like, it's like that's, and that, that's to me is an issue with movie making in general nowadays is there's not enough care put in to one singular movie. It's like, we're going to do this one, then in six months we're going to do this one, and then this one, then this one, and this one. And it's like, we're just a conveyor belt now instead of mm-hmm. focusing on quality fucking movies. So that's that's where I'm at with with The Rock. It was, it was just really disappointing to see the way he handled it. And especially like how he's handled himself uh, post Black Adam, 
with all the stuff with the box office and you know the whole like oh we did this for the fans not the critics and just that all that bullshit and and obviously too the Henry Cavill stuff like look uh, like the rock can can say all he wants like the only reason i mean and you know this too martin the only reason he brought Henry Cavill back so he could fight him that's why because the rock wanted to put himself on the same level as superman he mm-hmm. wanted to say that there and what the rock say throughout the whole thing he goes there the hierarchy, but also too, Black Adam is the biggest badass, the most powerful being on Earth. That he said Superman is the powerful, most powerful being in the universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, oh yeah, just come okay, in. Okay, okay, but I'll be in. the. You can be the universe, but I'll be Earth. Yeah, so I'll be, I'm, I'm going to come in. Yeah. out of nowhere and immediately deem myself powerful, more then, powerful than Aquaman, then Wonder Woman, then Wonder Woman, yeah. then Supergirl, right? Then all these other fucking characters. Exactly. I'm, already, I'm just going to come in out of nowhere and say I'm the biggest and the baddest. Yeah. Sure. Right. Sure, Mister Ego. Ex- exactly. And another reason why he put Superman in here, like, look, I'll give him credit. He fought, you know, he wanted to get Superman in right. there. Hamada, and then that's the thing. Hamada said no. Didn't, Hamada want, said didn't no. want Superman. So I'll give him credit for that. But like you said, it's, there's a lot of kind of selfish reasons. As Absolutely. To why. It's all selfish reasons. But it's also a business move. Mm-hmm. He knows that with Superman in his film, whether it's a cameo or not, it can mean, it means more money. Right. It's sell, it sells At least more it tickets. should. At least should. it should. Yeah. However, it didn't. It didn't. You know, and I think that, like, again, that goes back to what I'm saying that I think that speaks volumes. And yes, if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, there was rumors flying around that James Gunn and Rock were butting heads. Right. Now, and with hindsight, I think that's true. And The Rock has no ammunition because this movie bombed. Exactly, because yeah. the movie bombed. There's nothing you can back nothing it up you can on. Do. Yep. And the stupid deadline report, this deadline article that came out, which he definitely planted, which he probably planted, I'm going to assume he probably did. Yeah. It's not even, it's a fucking bullshit article. It is. It's not. It's not saying Black Adam is profitable. It's saying this is how it could, how be, profitable. It could be profitable. Like, if it sells this much or if it gets this much streams. Or be, like, yeah, that's a lot of ifs, bro. Well, also like, too. Like, and at the end of the day, box office numbers, mm-hmm. those are the numbers that really matter. You know, like, yeah. sure, you can catch, you can see how, the, how interested the audience is based on, you know, merchandise and stuff like that. But those are the big numbers mm-hmm. right there. Like right now, you're losing millions, tens of millions of dollars. Well, and I think if we can, if we can educate uh, some of the people out there in terms of how box office works. You know, when when your movie comes out and you have you know your budget and you have your your uh, your marketing budget on top of that, and then also the salary that you're paying everybody. Um, a movie in general has to make about three hundred to four hundred percent more than what your production budget is because mm-hmm. you forget the studio only gets about half of what it makes at the box office. And then the rest go to the investors and, you know, obviously like your actors, especially if they have a back end deal, which I'm sure The Rock does. Mm-hmm. So not to mention all the millions of dollars that was spent reshooting the film, reshooting the film. So that adds that adds it up as well. Uh, you know, and obviously you're, you'll make your money with the physical sales and, this, and, this, and what I don't even know how the fuck streaming makes money, but it somehow it does. So uh, but but yeah, so it's it's like Black Adam had to make like six to seven hundred million dollars to probably break even mm-hmm. you know but that's that's just the break even point you know mm-hmm. what i mean so yeah, yeah like, like his his his, his a, whole his whole thing that made no sense to me and he just get a small percentage people got to realize that that's the reason why the con why the why the um con, not condiments the um concession stand are so yes. expensive yeah that's why it's so expensive right because they need to, to make their money too they need to make their yeah. money you know if you listen to any sort of theater going um any theater conference or anything like that People always talk about how they're a, they're a candy company. Mm-hmm. That's like their main business. Right. is fucking selling candy. Yep. So that's yeah. It's it's like I don't want to keep repeating myself, but the black and performance. I think it was like for the final nail in the coffin. It was. I think like our universe fucking like no matter what we're gonna we're gonna be losing money on this. Let's restart now. And like I told you, dude, fucking Blue Beetle has a hundred twenty million dollar budget. Dude, like what if the you, fuck, like, man? If you, I, that thing has to make probably minimum two fifty to break even, and I don't Pro- see that happening. Probably more because and it's and it's coming out in like the end of August, and that's a dead zone when it comes to movies. So it's like I'd, I I'd not, be shocked if that I, movie makes money, dude. If it's even if it's like a Jazam situation where it's like a solid fun, which film. which is what I'm like because like obviously with all the stuff going on, there's been a lot of reports about you know how these movies are playing in test screenings when it comes mm-hmm. to the Flash, when it comes to Shazam, when it comes to Aquaman, when it comes to Blue Beetle. And from the test screenings, a lot of them are, are getting good. It's getting good word of mouth, like in terms of like the people that have seen it already. People are saying that the four movies coming out next year are varying degrees of good to great. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 nice to hear. But at the same point, it's like Shazam didn't make a lot of money. Yeah. You know? At the same time, there's been good DC films. Right. Suicide Squad was good. Right. Um, oh my God, I can't think. Of Wonder Woman. Are you talking about the first one? You, I know. Sorry, <laughs> not the second one. But. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, Shazam, Aquaman. Yeah. You know, so there have been some good movies that come out, but there's it just um, some have to perform well, some haven't, whatever. But like, yeah, dude, I don't, I'll be surprised if that movie's profitable. Again, like we were saying, all the money that was put into reshooting Aquaman to reshooting The Flash. Yeah. The Flash and Aquaman have essentially been, have been like redone like twice already. Especially, especially Aquaman too, probably. And this is not the first time it's happened. No, and, that, and that's also why James Wan is like, I'm going to Universal. Like, I'm done with like, this I'm, shit. I'm done with Warner Brothers. I'm done I'm with the stupid-ass, yeah. incompetent studio, you know. So, like I said, either... No, no matter what, they're going to have a... T- like, I think their biggest battle right now is transitioning out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a way to put a bow on the Snyderverse at the end of by the end of next year with all these films i don't think so probably not i don't i don't think and, so, so. And, and honestly i don't think they want to spend any more money exactly yeah it, there's just no there just doesn't make any sense now so it's like try to make as much money as you can try to wrap it up the best way you possibly can but like let's start fresh let's start new if you start you know you got your script ready you start building out your superman film you start shooting that sometime next year there's a good chance that in six years we'll have two Superman movies in the record. Right. Which Possibly is, with more characters. Which is a much better start than than, yeah. than 2013. Yeah. And yeah. look, if you don't have to cast Batman, but you can have a post credit scene like we were talking about in the Batcave, <sighs> where you just see a Bro. dark silhouette in the Batcave watching footage watching of Superman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, hmm, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. You know? And just having the silhouette, then you just leave it open, you get the people excited, and mm-hmm. then you you do your Batman film, you know? Well, I guess I guess now we can talk about the possibilities um, of where this is going to go with, with James Gunn, you know, mm-hmm. in, in terms of, like, what, what we can build towards. Now, the, the thing that I, the, that I really have loved about James Gunn's time at DC so far is how vocal he is on Twitter and mm-hmm. how he's quick to call out bullshit and he's, and he's quick to set the record straight. So when articles were coming out about, you know, that this movie's canceled, this is not happening. You know, he was quick to jump on it and be like, this is true, this is not true, some of this might be true. Like, we're still working it out. Relax. Like, we're, get, we're getting there. And then... And they have a fucking slate, and they, and, and they have a slate. A slate. They actually have a legit slate. And when the Cavill news was announced, James Gunn was quick to jump on Twitter and talk about what happened, saying that they had a meeting with Cavill. It was very productive. We decided that we're going in a different direction. Talked about, about a possible role in the future, which, to me, I think is going to be an old Superman. I, I think that we're going to get... To a point down the road in ten years, we're going to see Cavill Superman again as like an older Superman. I mm-hmm. just I have that feeling that it's like, like a no way Superman. like a no way home situation. Like I have a really like I think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think they'll, they'll get to crisis at some point if that's the route they're going to go down towards. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, the fact that they were trying to do crisis <laughs> like right away blows my I know. mind. It's like I know. the balls on these people. Yeah, that, like you want to have one of the biggest comic book storylines of DC featuring so many characters when you can't even get your main core members. Like when you can't get the footing, like they're right. Like when you can't even get like the fucking footing for your main character, right? Like it just, it, like bunch of idiots. The bro. balls on these guys, fucking idiots! <laughs> it just blows my mind. And I'm not, I'm never gonna forget that we were sitting there watching, uh, fandom. Yeah, and we saw like they were teasing, and I was like, Shut James Gunn was like drawing like a little thing, and it's like, it's like oh, James Jim Lee. I mean, just I mean Jim Lee. Yeah, Jim Lee was drawing like that little that little yeah. cartoon and everything. And it's like, oh, is that? Is I that told Christ? you, like, if I was Christ? like I told you, if I was the host, I would have been fired. Yeah. I would have gotten because I swear to you, I would have told Jim Lee in his face. I'd be like, "You don't even have your Superman sequel established, but you want to do Crisis, right? Okay, sure. That sounds a little weird, <laughs> but like, sure. They were like, "You're fucking fired." Yeah, like, I, I don't care. I don't like, care. Yeah, this is stupid. It's so like I swear they were just so and like yeah, in comics that makes sense, right? This is fucking movies, bro. Right. It's movies. It's not the same shit. So they just had a bunch of idiots on board, and uh, I'm glad they're out. I'm right. really, I'm glad we're starting fresh. With um, with Gun Saffron, Gun Saffron yeah. under Sass Labs leadership, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck his name is, like I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm and 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 again, going back to Gun, you know, co- coming out at the forefront, talking about Henry Cavill, and then saying that yeah, no, we've actually we've met with Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. we love Ben, we want him to direct, we're trying to find a movie for him to direct for us. You know, way back before uh, Ben was cast as Batman, they were looking at him to direct Justice League when mm-hmm. they were going to do a Justice League movie, like and his solo Batman film, and his solo Batman, like so, like so. This this so I have a funny feeling that 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 might be what what's what might happen in the future. I think they want Ben to do a Justice League movie. Do you think he can do that though? I think he could. Yeah, I, I, that's I, not like in his field. It's not in his field, but in Live by Night put a little bit of a damper on his directorial. Efforts. Yeah, I mean the thing with Live by Night is I'm not going to put that completely onto just him. Obviously, he's the director, but uh, that was around the time of. 
first of all, he was he went back to drinking a lot. Yeah, you can tell. You could you could definitely you tell. tell you tell he was he was drinking a lot. And at the same point, uh, they were all, the studio really wanted him to get to work on the solo Batman movie because I'll never forget this. Live by Night was supposed to come out in twenty seventeen, I think, like the fall twenty seventeen, and then they had moved it up a full year to the fall twenty sixteen. And they like they basically rushed down. They said you can't do. They they wouldn't let him do reshoots. He had a tough time in the editing room trying to get the movie like together. And if you watch the movie, like it is a mess. Like, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to like that movie, and I didn't. Um, the movie is is kind of a mess when it comes to, like the narrative structure. But they kind of fucked him over a little bit on that movie. So some of it's on him, some of it's on the studio. But that's neither here nor there. And he hasn't directed in a long time too. So I think that he I would wants rather to... see him do Batman first before I consider him for Justice League. Yeah, that's and, a and, lot. well, that's that's also too with with Ben. I mean, we know he's a massive Batman fan even before mm-hmm. he got cast as the, as the character. So he would obviously, I'm sure, he would jump at the at the at the head to just you know do a Batman movie. Of right. course he would. So yeah, I could see that too. Like and and obviously, like I think we're a long, long time away from a Just League movie. But, you know, if, if he does well with, with you know, whatever DC movie they if pick If everything for, goes according to plan, I mean, I don't, we don't know what their slate is, but I can easily see it in four or five years. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Gunn did say that uh, at the start of the new year, some of the slate, they'll, like, they'll, they're going to announce They're going to announce they're it. Gonna I don't know if they're going to do the whole 10-year plan, but they're going to announce some of the stuff that's that's going on. Mm-hmm. And we know Gunn, is, he said he's been writing the Superman movie, which is exciting. He said he's been writing it ever since he got to DC, so he's a couple months in on it, which is, you know, that's that's great. Um, I have a funny feeling that he's going to direct it, even though he said he, they're looking at other directors. I think it's going to be him. Yeah. Because he also had and... that, that post about the original Superman movie when mm-hmm. it was on its anniversary. He lo- he said he loves that that Donner movie. He said he loves everything about it. He said it rivaled Star Wars for him about, you know, in terms of like shaping his his movie, uh, you know, his movie love. So I think James Gunn's gonna direct the Superman. Movie. And he has to be fair. If you're gonna be cutting this shit too, you better cut Peacemaker. Yeah. You better, you know. That I mean, that's the thing. You better because if, yeah. if if you're playing favorites here, then I'm gonna be a little upset. Absolutely. You can't be doing that shit. Yeah. You have to like scrap the entire universe and then start fresh. Because Peacemaker, we've established like Snyder's Justice League is in Peacemaker, yeah. and they supposedly announced a se- season two. Yes. So. But I haven't heard anything about it. Right. Since, so I think since you better then. you better yeah. dead that shit or else. And that's also another shame too because I would have loved to see more. Harley Quinn under Gunn's vision. Me too. I think Gunn did such a good job bringing the Suicide Squad. I think he did a great job with those characters, and I would have loved to see more. And he loved Harley Quinn. Right. So that would have been a lot of the fun only, to The see, only thing but... that I could see is that if he makes uh, Season 2 of Peacemaker, if he does end up doing it, that it's like it's a final it's a final thing. And he, and he has like an, like a legit like finale, like a season ending. Yeah, but that shit better come out before the end of this uh, year. I mean, like... You can't have that overlapping. Because like, to me, by the end of next year, it has, everything has to be dead. Like it, you can't be focusing. It, it does, on... but at the same point, I have a funny feeling we're not getting anything in twenty in twenty four in twenty twenty four. There's gonna be no DC stuff in twenty twenty four. Oh my god, twenty twenty four is in two years. I Holy know, bro. Shit. Yeah, we're not we're, <laughs> we're not getting shit when when that comes up because like even if Gunn finishes the screenplay for Superman in like the spring, they're not gonna start rolling cameras in the fall. But still, that they're to not, me, not gonna get I just don't. That, that to me, um, I just I just don't like that. It's like. The last thing is going to be your personal project. It's like that to me. Just I just don't. It just doesn't sit well with here's, me. Here's what I can say about that though: is because uh, we still have Matt Reeves doing his own thing. We still have a Joker movie. No, but that's still have, that's different. But, that, but that's not connected with the. That's DC that's very year. true. But mm-hmm. I could still see him doing another season of Peacemaker and just deading it at the end of. At that's the end of fine. It. Yeah. But like I again, to me, I just that seems like you're playing favorites. That because yeah. like you're. You don't want to spend money to possibly put a bow on the Snyderverse, but you want to spend money to do a fucking season. Right. I I think I think if it ends with season two, I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean, I, I, I think I'd if it's like, hey, little... we're gonna come back, we're gonna give this character a, a proper ending. I'm fine with that. Why did you give a proper ending to the other characters? Then? That's very true. Well, the why other why did you keep the Superman cameo in there? Well, because the other characters don't cost three hundred million dollars. No. Why do <laughs> you want to get rid of the Superman cameo in Flash? Oh well. Uh, oh, that's very true. Yeah, because they cut they cut out. Yeah, cause so in Flash, we were supposed to have a cameo from Wonder Woman and from Henry Ca- and from Superman. So I'm saying, and, and so that's what I'm telling out. you. So if you're gonna start playing favorites with that's your true. characters, you, that doesn't you bring up well. a good point, bro. You bring up because uh, quite honestly, I would have left it. I would have just mm-hmm. said, you know what, this is the last time you're gonna see them in these in these roles. Let's just leave it in. Mm-hmm. Like leave leave Ben's Ben's role in Aquaman two in. They leave, cut that. They didn't cut that out. Though, I think right? they did cut it. Oh fuck. Yeah, I think it's I think it's God gone. Damn it. Yep, it's gone. Unfortunately. Because Ben looked really good in those behind the scenes oh, shots too. Yeah, because he's happy, bro. He's got Jalen. I know. Now. Yeah, he's got Jalen. Himself a good Latina. <laughs> so now he's like, he's like, you know, he's on top of the world, married and shit. Yeah. So. But yeah, but uh, you know, after all of this, um, as sad as it is to, to see everyone go, 
And as bummed as I am, because I always held out. I mean, you know me, man. I was I was an optimist from the start. I've been mm-hmm. an optimist for a long time about DC. I was always like, well, but this, but this movie, if this movie hits, it's going to be good for them, and then they're going to start a streak. And it just it never. It was just false starts. It it, it, would, it would get momentum, then it would get deaded by like Wonder Woman eighty four. You know, what I mean, like Wonder Woman eighty four came out and it sucked. I feel like that was also a big yeah like setback for them more than we thought it was too. Like I think that was that was a big what did thing. they have writing up to that? Like what did but they didn't really have well they had Aquaman they had the they went, the, they had the billion dollar they were they were Aquaman. coming off of Aquaman so they're like, like all right let's go we and, got and, some, and then it's like we got a Wonder Woman sequel with we got Patty some money this is in the bag this is gonna be great and then it was trash female land let's go and then yeah boom, and, then and then wishes boom. yeah wishes. Bro. Wishes. Wishes. It's like wow. Wishes. And she doesn't... And who co-wrote that script? Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. Yep. Oh, so boy. so there you go. So yeah, so as bummed as I am to see see this happen because I, I also just wanted one more go with with Cavill. Um that's that's not gonna happen. And 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 it's 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 fine, dude. Like it needs to be wiped clean. We need to yeah. start over. I think the people complaining, like I can't like I don't understand why. And again, I might be in the minority, but are you people fucking complaining? Restore Snyderverse, no. Like, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. It, from a financial standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a fan standpoint, sure. But like I said, whoever they bring in, if you want to boycott it and not see it, go ahead. Yeah. Do it because it's because it's from a Marvel guy or because Snyderverse, because Zach is your daddy and anything that he does, you know, if it's not him, you're not going to listen to it. Yeah. Like, whatever you want to do. But to me... This makes all the sense. I'm fucking done. I'm tired. I'm of tired this too, man. Exhaustion of, of like of following this franchise. Of following and this franchise yeah. of all the disasters. How many times have they sold the company in the past like six years? It's yeah, it's changed hands twice. Twice. Yeah. Like, and it's like I'm done. Like I'm tired. Yeah. Like I'm done. Like now we can start fresh, start new, have a proper outline. Not like the outline that we got in 2016 when we had the Cyborg movie, the Flash movie, all these things that never, that that e- never didn't happened. even come close. Nope. Not even close to fruition. Yeah. Now we can actually like start fresh. And if it's still the shit show, then oh boy. But <laughs> then we're selling it to Disney. <laughs> yeah. But then I don't, you know, I, I I don't think it's gonna I think I think it's in good hands. Like I said, ever since whatever you may think, in my opinion, ever since Slaslaf, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. ever since he came on, I was like, someone's thinking. Like yeah. someone's actually thinking. Mm-hmm. About what to do, and there were thoughts there about possibly keeping the existing regime. Well, and that, and that was what it was before Gunn and mm-hmm. Saffron came in. Zaslov, I think, was was like, we need to get Cavill back. We, yeah, we, like he wanted Ben back. That's why Ben got put in Aquaman too. So, like they were making the little they moves were making those little moves there to, to say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go back to to, to what mm-hmm. we had before, and then Gunn and Saffron came in, and. The, I guess the thing that you could have confidence about too is that they made their big presentation to uh, Zaslov before, like I think last week. And if he didn't like it, I don't think it would have it would have went forward because this guy's been canceling projects left and right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously they wowed him with what he what they what they have in store. So I'm excited to see what's what's coming from them. Me too. You I'm know? super pumped. And it's like we said, start fresh or inherit this chaotic shared universe that has all these weird characters that kind of connect but don't connect. Like where the hell was the Justice Society in all the other DC exactly. movies? You know, like that's that's everything about letting the rock do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, like you know? shit just doesn't. It, it's like he has such, uh, like fucking web to untangle, yeah. trying to like get some sort of cohesive narrative moving forward. Right. You know what I mean? And the Flash is even gonna make things like you know. Yeah, he, and and that's that's kind of because I've seen a lot of people say like, well, what's the point now of these movies? Like, uh, like don't get me wrong, man. I, I, I get I'm it. still like you know, I'm still excited for the Flash. Like, I, I get I get the whole Ezra Miller thing. I, I understand all that. Like, especially if you don't want to see the movie because of all of, all of his shit. Like, I totally get it. But like for me, it's like it's the last time I'm gonna see Ben as Batman. It's the last time I'm gonna see Keaton as Batman. So I'm looking forward to those two aspects right then and there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and like and there's I almost have like this. Uh, this thing now where it's making it a little bit more special because it is it's definitively going to be the final time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I want to I hope that it's from what it sounds like Andy Muschietti like knocked it out of the park. Well, Andy Muschietti is a great director. He's a, he's a great director. He's a great director, so, a great storyteller. So from what I've heard, the mo- the movie is great. So I'm 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 looking forward to just just enjoying he's handling emotion exactly. So I'm looking forward to just enjoying it for what for what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm still looking forward. I'm looking forward to Aquaman too as well because yeah, I love, I'm looking forward to yeah. I love Juan. I love Patrick Wilson. I love Momoa as the character who now might end up being Lobo now, which is uh, whatever. But even if they like Lobo, I don't even see that happening for like a for while. for a while. Yeah, unless they have some concrete plan to bring him in early, mm-hmm. maybe sure. But, but like he's but to me that that's that's like another random ass character. It's like why the fuck yeah? Why are we bringing Lobo? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really unless 
unless you're just trying to please Momoa. Right. You know, and then then and then, again, that's, then, that's, you, then that's you're starting to fall. You're exactly. Fall you're like those, same, those bad things. The same yep. shit that kind of caused it to fail. And um and look, like I said, I wasn't really a hundred percent on board with Zach's take on some of these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoyed the Justice League film Justice League film under his vision. I'm excited to see what Gunn's vision is going to be. Like, right. What his, what kind of tone he wants to set for this universe. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be over the campy Guardians of the Galaxy. It's type not. Of universe. It's definitely. I, like, think I think. I think people all. are. I think people are jumping the jumping the gun. No pun intended. On what they think the tone of the of this series is going to mm-hmm. be. I think he's going to be true to the characters. Yes. He underst- I think Gunn, like you said, Martin, understands these characters, and we've seen it time and time again that he gets what needs to be done to make the audiences fall in love with these characters. So mm-hmm. it's like I have no doubt in my mind. That when we see Superman, it's going to be Superman. When we see Batman, it's going to be Batman. When we see Hal Jordan, he's going to be fucking Hal Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I have no, no the worries about that flirty playboy. You yeah, know, yeah. You know, uh, who actually is a flirty playboy, not like Bruce Wayne, who's just like a tortured soul. Right. And tries yeah. to pretend like he's a flirty <laughs> yes. playboy. Um, and yeah, to me, there's no doubt in my mind that he literally went to a stash of comics, pulled out like 10 or 15 of them, and was like, this is going to be our phase one. Right. This is like they bookmark the little things that they want to incorporate. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring in people who can tell stories. Right. Very much like, like, like you said, he experienced it firsthand what it takes to do these kinds of um, right. cinematic universes. Right. He's going to bring in storytellers. I'm excited to see the directors, the writers, the teams. I'm excited to see the actors who they're going to come in as um, to portray his characters because I said it time and time again. To me, casting directors are the biggest. Like overlooked people, they're underappreciated. For they're sure. so yeah. underappreciated. They're so underrated. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Every year, I, I always put it on Twitter. Like, we need to have like a best ensemble Oscar, and mm-hmm. and the Oscar goes to the casting director. Yeah, yeah, like for sure. So I'm excited to see. And remember, if you don't like the actor, you just have to wait to see how it's going to, because that's the best actor for whatever vision they're doing. Exactly. Like Pattinson worked best for Reeves' vision. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Zoe Kravitz. That worked Dude, best for, for uh, honestly though, for Reeves' vision. It's it's just we just have to accept it. People are gonna complain. Like we, yeah, I, like, no matter what, every gonna complain it, we, when we and it's it's a fucking vicious cycle. And we, I complain a little bit too when time, Pattinson yeah. got cast. I, I was like, did. I was like, he can be a perfect Bruce Wayne. There's no doubt in my mind he's yeah. gonna be a good Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he can be a good Batman, but quickly I saw that first trailer. I'm like, all right, yeah, he yeah. can definitely. Pull and then out he was Batman. literally Batman for eighty percent of the movie. Yeah, and now he's like my Batman. Yeah. So I don't I don't care, you know. Um and that's what it is. We just have to see what it, what characters, what actors are gonna be brought in for whatever the take on, you know, the characters these directors, writers, whatever wanna do. And and I'm excited. And like I said, I already wholeheartedly believe that he has some sort of outline planned, some sort of goal of what he wants to get to for mm-hmm. the face sort of te- for the first sort of team up movie. Right. But again, he's not talking about that. He's just talking about Superman first. Superman, yeah. Let's get that groundwork going yep. and then we'll slowly branch out. And once it's done right and we see the cross weaving of the characters, it's going to be so much fucking fun. I know, dude. It's going to be so much fun. And like we said, there's no doubt it's going to be under the right tone. It's going to be done well. It's going to be like if you're watching Public Enemies, like the movie, like the animated movie from the fucking right. 90s yeah, yeah. with like Batman and Superman. Like, you know, Think about it, all of this that we've had since BVS, and how many fucking Clark Bruce interactions have we had? Like, uh, like maximum ten minutes screen time. I don't, I don't have. I, don't, I can count like, on like maximum my, my one hand. Fucking like yeah. ten minutes of screen yeah. time. It's just, it's. It, it, it was a waste of opportunity. It was a waste of opportunity. opportunity. It wasn't yeah. really executed very well, and now it finally can be. Like, I want to see that. I want to see Bruce and Clark in their civvies sitting down, talking, shooting the shit, trying to figure things out. Like. That's what I like. That to me has always been not not so much Avengers, but Justice League. Yeah. To me, that's always been such a fun dynamic at the Justice League of when they're just like in their regular attire. Right. When they're just, you know, sitting around getting coffee or just drinking or like the moments in in Sector's Justice League when it's just Bruce and Diana in the back cave. Yeah. Like I love like that. Like that works. Yeah. Those were like I hate Titans with a fucking passion. I hate that show. I think the show is absolute garbage. But season two <laughs> hot trash. Season two had a lot of those moments where mm-hmm. the Titans were just around the Batcave in their, you know, regular clothes, just kind of talking, shooting the shit. Right. And you get the sense of the dynamic of the characters. You see them interact. And, and, and that's nothing, different. Man, you also get that a lot in, in the MCU, at least early MCU. You mm-hmm. got a lot of that. You know, I mean, think of even just, the in, first Avengers, movie. Avengers Age of Ultron, too. Like, just, exactly. yeah, just hanging How, out. Yeah, the, the dinner party scene is one of the best parts exactly. of that film. You know, so yeah. it's like, and I want to see that mm-hmm. more so in Justice League because I think it's a lot. 
you know, I think it's a little bit more effective when you talk about like the Bruce Diana dynamic, when you talk about the Bruce and Clark dynamic, like that's so rooted and so much more familiar in in, like the audience's heads than the Tony Stark and Captain America dynamic. At least, at at least, at least pre Avengers, you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Pre Avengers, not so much. I think like pre Avengers to me personally, I think the dynamic between like Captain America and like Wolverine, I think that to me was a little bit more kind of just shaped in my head Mm -hmm. because of what I've seen in cartoons and comics and things like that. Yeah. But, but growing up and watching like you know the 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 batman animated series justice league animated series like yeah like that, that's what i think of yeah i, I think of the justice league i think of all, exactly. I think of all those moments yeah. like of wally taking off his mask uh-huh. and then diana being like oh redhead i would have never guessed it right you know, <laughs> things like that you know it just or she does i think it's fitting i can't remember what she says voiced by the great michael rosenbaum mm-hmm. but um yeah like, i'm i'm super excited i can't wait to see i can't wait to see old mac because i know it's gonna fucking happen i know it's gonna happen i'm i'm banking everything on it maybe like justice league 2 or maybe Justice League 3. I don't know. Right. But I'm fucking pumped for it, man. Yeah. I cannot wait for Brother Eye. I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I'm so excited. I'm yeah. excited. All I'm, the people I'm, complaining. I'm yeah. You know. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. You'll in, get over in, it. In 10 years, everyone's going to be loving DC. At least hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers Less. crossed. Less. I say three, four years. Yeah. If they if they, if they can get... If these first couple movies like really fucking hit, which I think they're going to. So your man one hits with that Batman post credit scene. Yeah. And then, you know... And then we're off. Have your Batman Wonder Woman movie. Like I say establish the Trinity first. I think, that's I, think key. I think that's exactly what they're gonna do. Establish yeah. the Trinity first yep. and then from there branch off. In the Justice League movie, you can bring in a secondary character. Absolutely. Like with Hawkeye or whatever, mm-hmm. like they did in uh in the first Avengers film. So establish your Trinity, get those first, and then build towards your and just have your first villain just be like um just like a have it be Orm. <laughs> like I know, I know you've you been calling for that for a while. Dude. For you for a while. Just, have it just be let it be Orm. Orm yeah. yeah, like it just it literally it's Loki and Thor, and Loki was the first Avengers villain. It's just like it just makes sense. Or I don't know, do whatever you want, but I'm I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. For man. the future. Uh anything else you want to say about DC before we sign off here? No, no. I'm uh I'm like I said, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> this was the most toxic relationship I've ever had in my life. And trust me, I've had some toxic ass <laughs> relationships, and this was probably like number one. So I'm happy that it's finally over. I can put it behind me and just look forward to this new... To the future, man. To the future. future. This new um, shared universe DC future. Well, all right, Nerds Nation, that will do it for us. Uh, it was good. It was good to talk with you guys, man. It was it was fun. It's been, it's been some time, and uh, I'm excited to have done this, and I'm hoping that maybe in the new year we can, uh, can maybe, re, maybe come back a little bit. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how sure. it goes. Send me the bill. See how it goes, man. Martin's skeptical, but I, you know, I'm optimistic. Always. Yeah, always, always optimistic. Always optimistic. Mm-hmm. And with that, my name is Nick. Saying across from me is... Martin Moreno. A sick Martin Moreno. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you guys. And we will see you on the next one. We'll see you next week. We put out week yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see you next week. In dog years. In dog years. In dog years.